With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, it's a welcome back to another episode of Round the Boards podcast. Uh, with me, Nathan Bunton, and joined again by my regular hosts, Rob Ludlow and Kane Watt. How are we doing this evening, guys? Hello. Hello, really good, really good. Oh, very good. Good, good to hear. Well, um, plenty to go through on the show again this week. Um, we've seen a lot of a lot more action, including the start of the GPs. Um, we've also um, got some injuries to report, unfortunately. Uh, some meetings to go through and a new competition this week. So uh, the Watt versus Ludlow Challenge will go on hold for this week. Is um, I believe the I don't know which way around to do it. The, the Ludlow v Bunting Challenge sounds better, so we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> But uh, to begin with, we'll um, we'll crack on with some news, which has uh, obviously come up <clears throat> this week. Um, starting with the Matty Zagar um, to Delview um, in place of Jay Callan after his uh, 28-day contract uh, had finished. So, uh, Rob, obviously a, a big signing for Delview and uh, something that I hope will push him on to uh, better things in the league campaign. Yeah, that's a much the the Bellevue team does look a lot does look a lot stronger now on paper, doesn't it? Um, Jake Allen really pull up any trees with his short term contract, so it was never likely to for that one to be extended. So to to you know a direct swap between Jake Allen to Matty Zagar is a no brainer, really. Um, but I still I still yeah, I, does it make them real sort of title contenders? I'm, I'm not so sure. I think they still got. If Brennan isn't on it, they might have three. They, they look, look to have three reserves in that team. So the top, there's a lot of owners on that top four to score big points every week. So, but it's, it's definitely an improvement. Although I don't know, they could get a lot worse at the moment. So it's it's definitely an improvement. Yeah, and and your thoughts, Kane? Zagar to Bellevue. Yeah, well, I think we all knew it was coming sooner or later. But um, yeah, it really spices things up for the league. I think you could really make a case for any of the teams and how to not only make the playoffs but probably push for the final and possibly win it. So, yeah, and it's, it's great to see another bigger name in, in the spot back in the UK as well. So, it, hopefully it's the start of things to come. Yeah, and uh, it, uh, just for me, it's exactly the same. Like, Matty Zagar coming in is obviously a big boost for British Speedway again to have someone like Matty come back in. As we both saw, <clears throat> we'll touch on the Grand Prix a little bit later in the show, but um, we saw what he's capable of in the Grand Prix and, and to see him back in this country, it'll be it'll be good for fans of all clubs, but especially Bellevue. So, just uh, we'll move back um, and we'll just uh, go over the results uh, since we've last uh, been on air. So, we recorded last Sunday. We're recording again on a Sunday, so we're, we're going to go back to last Monday's results. And starting with, um, and I'm sure Robin and Kana really want uh, to delve into this meeting and, and as Kingsland booked their place in the Premiership Knockout Cup final. Um, you two guys, you must have been absolutely delighted to see that come up. It was yeah, excellent. I was thrilled. I was thrilled. Do you want well to see the know or, or? Well, yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, it's, well it's, really, it's really great. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I just I don't want to bore people too much about Kingsland because... Um, we talk about them a lot. No, I do actually, but um, I know these oh, okay. two don't want to listen to me droning on about it. But again, a, a really good meeting at Kingsland. Um, 
Kingsland started off slowly again, and actually Ipswich, I would say, had the better of the meeting in the opening stages. But um, man of the moment, again, Josh Pickering stepped up to the plate, um, 14 plus one. Um, and, and to be perfectly honest, which surprised me with people like Bachelor, Doyle and uh, King in the side, um, he, he's, he looked nigh and unbeatable around Kingsland. And there's not any point during the meeting that I thought anybody would touch him even Jason Doyle to that extent. But um, I'm sure a lot of people around uh, will have sympathies for Ipswich. Personally, I'll never have any sympathy for Ipswich, but I'm sure there are fans about. They were decimated by injuries and illness. um, And for them, only really Doyle and Bachelor and and Danny King troubled the scorers. um, And in the end, it turned into a convincing victory for Kings Lynn. But... A chance for them now into the cup final. Um, obviously, we're waiting still to hear who the, the replacement, if there will be one indeed, for Niels Christian Iverson. But uh, um, I'll just let you two share a few thoughts. Well done to Kings Inn on making the final. I know not everybody's cup of tea, but uh, well done to them. Four uh, out of four uh, out uh, in the cup. This might come as a surprise, but I think they, they deserved it after the way they started the season. So. It is good to see as well after what happened last year. It's a it's a big turnaround and, and I'm sure the fans are pleased for it. But yeah. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, as, yeah, as 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 much as it yeah, as much as as much as we, we were on a wind up with, with Nathan, it is it's a it's a mental turnaround really to go from a team that's wasn't capable of beating anyone last season to a team that's straight through into a into a cup final this time round. It's it's quite a quite a big turnaround. So yeah, no, fair play, fair play. Um, we've all got, well, I think I'll put Kings in as, as not doing very well this season and they're starting to prove me wrong as probably most of my predictions will end up being wrong. So it's a good start. And we'll just um, we'll just add to that. Uh, Kings then did, as we said, make it four out of four in the cup when they won at Ipswich uh, three days later uh, on the Thursday evening. A narrow 46-44 result in the end, um, which Kings then were just a, a model of consistency, really. Although I actually said to my dad, it was, we were consistently inconsistent. Um, if you look at some of the scorers, um, there's some scores there that you wouldn't expect. And, and maybe it's, it's at reserve with Jack Thomas and Richard Worrell that we really won the meeting. Um, whereas some of the big guys who were firing on all cylinders um, didn't actually have to in the end. And, and Kingsland just edged that one. Uh, back to Tuesday night and um, Plymouth had a narrow six-point victory over Scunthorpe in the Championship. Um, on to Wednesday and Paul... Um, as probably predicted, uh, quite a big victory for them over Birmingham in the Championship. And then we just move on to the, the Knockout Cup and we'll, we'll just talk about both legs. I think we we both sort of expected uh, red card to go through um, overall, but in the end it was a little bit tighter than we uh, we all thought it would be, Kane. Yeah, um, I think the, it was a good chosen guess from Oxford to bring in Dan Jilks for the home leg. Um, it showed because he picked up uh, paid 13 and then uh, solid scores all around, really. Um, obviously, Batchy, you would have expected him to get more than six. But then Newman getting five and a bonus, Jack Thomas five. Heaps, he won his first and then tailed off with three. And then Scott Nichols back to form with 11 and Rummel packed it in a solid five as well. So it's, you know, everyone was in the points, but, you know, you it's the riders that you probably didn't expect to score as many after the recent performances have sort of kept them in it there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a... I think I think Redka. I didn't expect them to do as well as, as they did, so it shows they've got some character about it. And um, yeah, uh, my guy Adam Warren getting eight points, not bad at all. 
And uh, moving on, um, moving on to you then, Rob. So yeah, a little bit tighter than you expected as well over over the course of both legs. Yeah, I mean, obviously Oxford with the with the first leg. I think having Dan Jilks at reserve, um, you know, scoring twelve plus one is a is a major factor as why they as, as why they took a four point lead into the into the second leg. But uh, yeah, it was it was really it was, you know, it was right right in the balance until until uh, a heat fifteen five one from Redcar. Obviously, took it completely away from Oxford in the end. But yeah, it, a little bit tighter. Um, I, I had a feeling Oxford would win a, a tight meeting at home, and then Red Car to, to sort of blow them away away from home, but it didn't really turn out like that. So, you yeah, know, it, it's a good, a good uh, Oxford put up a good fight, but um, yeah, as we said, the, probably the better team on paper has gone through there. So then we moved we moved on to Friday's uh, results and uh, meeting that um, had our meeting of the week, which uh, was the Scottish Derby between Edinburgh and Glasgow. Um, I don't want to rub it in, boys, but um, I think I'm the only one that actually picked up any points this week. Um, I predicted a Glasgow away win here, uh, which they comprehensively did in the end, 51-39. Kane, probably a little bit more comfortable for Glasgow than we expected. Uh, Sam Masters and Josh Pickering not picking up the points that we would have expected from Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. I still think they did quite well, you know, uh, Masters getting 11 and then Pickering, you know, you'd expect him to get more than six, but he did fall off in uh, Heat 13. So, yeah, um, they did start a bit slow. Um, Castagna sort of, he picked himself up in the second half, getting two wins to end on seven and then Sargent as well, picking up payday. Um, but yeah, it's uh, just Jacob Hook, Thompson and uh, Lassie Fredrickson. It's, you know, tough meetings for them against the top teams home or away. And I don't think it'll be the last time that they, they, they get beat, but I think it was a surprise for them to get beat by this much at home, especially to Glasgow. But you can't take anything away from Glasgow. They're a top team. They always go to win and they've got a really good side this year as well. And then um, moving on to, we'll, we'll talk about our predictions in a little while. Just moving on, Rob, to the Scunthorpe-Plymouth uh, uh, meeting, which another surprising result with uh, how strong Scunthorpe are at home usually. Um, but a, a meeting that was marred by an injury and uh, Heat 14 crash with, with Dan Jilks. Um, unfortunately, Dan was taken to hospital. Uh, we understand he's got a broken arm, uh, collapsed lung. So uh, everyone here, I'm sure, will wish Dan a, a speedy recovery. But that's it's a really big blow for Plymouth and, and they've, they've had their injury problems at the beginning of this season. But to lose someone uh, that's been riding as well as Dan Jilks, um, quite a big blow for them, Rob. Yeah, it's a it's a big shame because Dan Jokes has, has started the season on fire, as you say, and, and yeah, it's unfortunate. It, it's it's speedway seems to be like that when a rider's picking up, especially young riders picking up some some real form. They, they then get an injury and it, it sort of curtails it a bit. But hopefully, when he when he's back and when he's back fit, he'll be banging in the points as he is. But as you said, quite a surprising result. Um, I didn't expect Plymouth to win at Scunthorpe at all, to be perfectly honest. I think. Um, I think obviously with Richard Lawson being as a, a guest at number one instead of Eddie Kennett, that's obviously is a contributing factor. Of Lawson only got eight, but that's probably more than what Kennett would have got. So um, yeah, a big a big surprise with that one. I think I was I was gone for, but I would expect to very rarely get beat at home, um, only by the likes of Paul Leicester, maybe Glasgow. So to to, to get beat at home by six points to Plymouth is is quite a shock. That was quite an upturn for the books, I think. Yeah, and then moving on, moving on to Saturday's results. Uh, we'll start off at Berwick. In, in there was another actually freak injury during this meeting, which is 
which has caused a dislocated shoulder for Leon Flint. So um, again, we'll send our best wishes to Leon for a for a speedy recovery, Crane, but Kane, Crane, Kane. But um, by, by all accounts, it was it was a it was a post match crash that he had with um, Theo, Theo Piper. Um, so a bit of a strange one, but um, again, Berry coming out heavily on top against. Uh, against uh, a Newcastle team where your main man, Lee Conklin, top scored for him. He did indeed. Um, yeah, very care. Uh, this is continuing to show that they are a, a very good side at home. There's two five ones in the first three heats and uh, a bit of a shock 5-1 heat fall, but, you know, they, it didn't really affect them as they got two more in six and seven. And then it was just sort of, the match was over then, I think. But, you know, Newcastle, I think they gave themselves a, uh, credited performance there. Another decent choice, I guess, with all across the guard. Um, I think you would have expected a bit more than six points, but you know, it's not it's not awful. And like you say there, Lee Compton, top scoring with 10 plus 2, and Paul Stark getting 10 as well. He's having a really good season. But yeah, it's one of them tracks where I think most teams are going to struggle to pick up points. And yeah, but uh, hopefully it's not a, a long time out for Leon either. It's, um, I'm not sure what happened, but no, any injury isn't ideal. So, and he's, he's yeah. he, he can't do with the timeout at the minute. You know, he's flying. And then uh, moving on to the, uh, what was the final league fixture uh, of Saturday? We'll move on to the Grand Prix in a second. But um, uh, Leicester and Redcar, two probably main protagonists of the league this year. Uh, big comprehensible sixty thirty win for Leicester again. Surprises me slightly with with how strong Redcar have been, but uh, we all know how dominant. Uh, Leicester are at home. Uh, and then just moving on to a final a couple of fixtures that we've had this afternoon as we record. Kent um, rode against Mildenhall in the second leg of the Knockout Cup. Um, I believe we talked about the, the possibility of Kent pulling this one back. Um, and had <laughs> they actually went into Heat 15 of uh, this one against Mildenhall, needing a 5-1 to, to get a runoff um, for a place in the in the final. Unfortunately, Alfie Botel uh, missed the two minutes um, in the Heat 15 and decided to go on 15 metres, which obviously left them uh, already at a disadvantage. And, and Mildenhall managed to pick up a 4-2, uh, which saw them over the line and into a, the National Development League knockout cup final. So well done to Mildenhall. And in the other meeting of the day, Newcastle against Berwick. If you just bear with me a second, guys. Um, I've, got, I've got some excitement for you. We're going to enjoy Newcastle winning at home, obviously. <laughs> Newcastle, yeah, won at home this afternoon against Berwick. Um, another meeting which was uh, had a had a, another accident in Heat 2, um, which involved uh, George Congrave and Ty Proctor. Unfortunately, Ty Proctor, George Congrave had to pull out of the meeting later in the evening as well. Um, but an important 47-42 win for Newcastle. Um and their first points of the season so hopefully they'll kick on from that and it doesn't matter how the win came they got over the line in the end um, so an important three points for them Rob Yeah exactly it's a, a win's a win it doesn't matter how you how you gain them um, uh, especially in the sort of Newcastle situation but a win's a win at, at home um, obviously with, with obviously your tie pots are getting injured and Derek not having Leon Flynn um, yeah it's a win's a win. That's that's a massive. It's going to be a massive confidence boost for Newcastle. Um, I sort of uh, yeah, it's, it's actually quite pleasing to see them win because I don't, we do, they did get a lot of stick on it. It's I 
myself included there for every week. It's good to see people they've won a match. And um, yeah, and then uh, we, we obviously do have the second leg of the, the Scottish Derby this evening, which is ongoing at the moment, but we'll bring you the result from that um, next week uh, on our show. Um, and that concludes the results from the British League. Um, and then we move on to what was the opening Grand Prix of the season and the Croatian uh, Grand Prix in Gorosan. Um, a new venture for Discovery Plus and Eurosport. Um, uh, I don't know what you two guys thought of the actual show, but I really enjoyed the whole presentation and everything about it. Um, how did you think it went, Kane? I, I thought it was really good. You know, it's it's been bigged up to be you know a, a boost that Speedway needs and uh, something new for uh, GPs, and it was it was, it was great. There, I didn't actually I missed the start of it, but um, I did catch up, and uh, you know the presentation was really good. Um, and they have an electronic stage, so can't get much better than an electronic stage, can you? <laughs> yeah, I must. Uh, the way that they, um, the lights underneath uh, with the bikes coming out, they put on a really good show on the stage at the beginning of the meeting. Um, they made sure that they put on a really good show. And I must just also point in, obviously, um, uh, this is the first Grand Prix since the death of Nigel Pearson. Um, I actually thought Chris Louie and, and Kelvin Tate had done a really good job together. I thought Kelvin yeah. took the took the lead on this one and, and uh, they tried to build up uh, a, a relationship and um, almost similar to the one Kelvin and Nigel had. But I thought the two of them together brought some real knowledge and some real some real spirit to it. And um, I, I, I can't really fault them for, the, for, for their commentary on the meeting. Uh, it was... Obviously, you can't replace Nigel. Um, I don't think they, they were trying to do that. But... Um... I think Chris and Kelv did one last season at Prague. I, I I remember it was Kelv and somebody where it was the one that got rearranged, I think. Um it, it was quite good. It, it's a bit different to what it was, but it's um you know, it's it's certainly not a bad replacement. I I, I think Chris Lurie has some really good potential to be a good speedway commentator and hopefully it's it's a, a permanent feature because you know, I I thought it was quite welcome. Mm. Oh definitely and and onto the meeting itself, and um, actually for, I want to say for a change, a meeting in the Croatian Grand Prix, and even in for the first round of the Grand Prix, I really, uh, after a few uh, pretty mundane first few heats, I actually thought the action really hot up after that, and there were so many different lines, especially um, the cutback off Ben 2 um, was important, um, and there was a lot of inside moves going into Ben 1 as well, but uh, ultimately, um, the former world champion, Bartosz Smarslik, um Came good when it mattered in the semi-final and the final. Rob and produced a, an absolutely blistering gate in the final to to streak away from uh, Janowski, Mickelson, and Thompson. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, Smarslik was. I think, I think everyone was caught. Kind of, although we 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 all did our different predictions, I, I think most people were expecting Smarslik to be there or thereabouts. Um, he was quick all night. He, uh, the guy doesn't even need a gate really. He just seems to be able to come through the field. I think it was his. Uh, it might have been his fifth ride um, when Smarzic sort of come through. Uh, yeah. From from last to first on the back straight, he just breezed past him. It's almost, almost as if they were standing still. It's it's mental how much how much drive he gets out of his bike. And I, one observation I, I sort of did make, especially with Smarzic, was that um, it didn't seem to like the reaction time on the on the start. It, it, it didn't seem to be that quick off the start in terms of, of dropping the clutch before everyone else. But the the way that the the, the the bike is hooking up and, and driving him to the first bend. He doesn't even need to be. You, know, you could probably sit there and have a cup of tea, and he'd still be at the first bend first. So, um, yeah, it was. I thought. I thought, as you said, the racing was was pretty good. I think um, 
for an opening opening meeting and, and in Croatia it's historically been a bit meh in terms of racing. Um I thought the, the there was there was some there was some decent 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 racing going on. There were a couple of different lines to try it. You know, some riders had, had tried that sort of outside dirt line a couple of times and, and, and some of them made it work, some of them didn't. So yeah, it was it was overall it was pretty I thought it was a decent it's a decent start in terms of speedway and in terms of in terms of um Eurosport and Discovery Plus and, and how they, they presented it, I thought it was really, really good. Um there's a wide wide variety of, of, of former riders there have Tony Ricardson um I think pre meeting and then he did a little bit after the meeting, you've got Scott Nichols yeah. in the pits as well. So um and obviously with the two commentators both being former riders as well, it, it, yeah, there's lots of lots of professional insight there and I think it was I think it was a, a good a good product in terms of, of in terms of what you were watching. Um, I was quite interested to see the riders' heart heart rates on the uh, start line. That was that was an interesting one. Yeah, I was I was I was going to touch on the heart rates, and I, I don't know how accurate they were. I mean, if you, before a race, I mean they were touching 160, 170 beats per minute. I, 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 I dread to think what their hearts were doing during. A race. <laughs> yeah, I know it must have been must have been like double that. I would guess. I suppose. Although, although I was I was looking at Martin Vashalik's one, and it was about 106. I mean, he was almost dead. On the start yeah, <laughs> compared to the other guys that were in the race, yeah, so I think was magic was clocking some really high ones. He, he, you know, his heart was bounding out of his chest by the looks. Yeah. Of it. Um, by the looks I, of I think numbers, in so. the final, everyone was like over 160, and then there was miles like 130 something. He's like, you know, he's he, obviously he's still quite high, but he's like, always he, cold. You know, that you know that's somebody who must trust his bike really well. Definitely. Um, yeah, as I said, I thought the, the in terms of the product itself, I thought it was a that's a good advert for Speedway. I like the bit of the, I particularly like the bit just sort of before the before the meeting started. Um, they had a, a, a sort of a, a, a video of explaining how the Grand Prix works to, to new yeah. viewers, and, and hopefully you get plenty of them. And I thought that was just it's a no brainer. Um, you know, some more seasoned Speedway fans might not enjoy watching that and sort of you know, having to watch all. We know how a race works, but you know, it's a sport that wants to attract more fans. I, I actually was, didn't get to see that. I was I was busy in Lidl at the time. Shout out to Lidl. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got in as soon as Heat won. They were right, ready to go. I just got in just in time. Just, yeah, I, I, must, I must admit, yeah. I, I cringe a little bit when they explain the rules of speedway. But being someone who's been going for many years, it, it just makes me cringe a little bit. But I understand that we're trying to attract a new audience here and. And I think over the course of the show, an, an excellent job and an excellent advert. And I'm looking forward to the rest of it. If the series is as good as that first one, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the rest of it. Might also just touch on impressive debuts as well for Dan Bewley and, and Jack Holder. Um, he certainly didn't disgrace himself in the meeting. Um, and, and a strange one, actually. Uh, something that I've actually never seen is uh, Pavel Zapelski getting excluded under two minutes when he um, is still shoe on. Yeah, not having a steel shoe on. Um, yeah, and I must say, in, in all the time of speedway, I've seen steel shoes fall off, but I've never seen someone excluded for not having theirs tied up on the start line. So yeah, I, I think he did. I think I think Tatum um, got got it right in the uh, uh, in the commentary. He said, uh, "I think him and Chris were in agreement that I thought just um, just ride without it, just go without yeah. it. Like, it's, it's more important. You know, what's more important than steel shoe? Are you making the two minutes? I think just just ride without it. I think." <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a silly move, but so anyway, that that concluded all the results. So obviously, um, Kane, um, well done for guessing that Bartosz Schmarzik might actually win a Grand Prix. Um, well, absolutely. Oh, I yeah, can say yeah. thank you for not picking him. 
I'm not here to pick up sides. I pick points apart from when I don't pick points, which is quite often. But you know, I've got to Marzik, so it's okay. Well, anyway, uh, don't pick him as, next week. As our, as our scores stand, um, I'm now on to six points after my point from the Edinburgh Glasgow meeting. Kane finds himself on five after his Marzik victory. And Rob is still stuck on three, so he needs he needs some big ones from what will be our meeting of the week this week. Um, some other things I just want to touch on. I uh, just want to give a quick shout out to um, a friend of the show, Dan Palmer's over at Scorpions TV, um, who's doing great things over there with uh, live streaming the Scunthorpe meetings. I know um, we had a we had a nice shout out on the show from him last week, um, so it's only right that we return the favour. So, so well done to Dan and everybody that's involved with Scorp- Scorpions TV. And also, uh, Kane, um, you've asked, a, um, or somebody's sent a request to you this evening, um, just to make everyone aware of a GoFundMe page, which has been set up by um, uh, Simon Kello, um, whose friend Jessica is is out of remission and has relapsed. Um, she, leukemia has returned. Um, uh, there weren't too, there were too many well, there weren't many options for treatment this time. Uh, this particular type of leukemia is rather rare, rather strong, quite frankly quite bad as well so they were given three choices um and, and the lady in question just chose to have steroids and palliative care to manage her journey to the end um and the reason behind this gofundme page is because jessica has a teenage daughter who's age 14 and she's been helping her mum through the illness um and, and much credit must go to for, for such maturity for a girl at age 14 um to try and make things as easier for her mum moving forward as she can and creating so many happy memories and i know that there is a a list of things that she would like to do um so so what i can say is what we'll do is we'll put the gofundme page up on our social media this week um so you can have a look uh, you can read the story you can check some of the things that are on our wish list and 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 please do donate as well this they're already up to nearly six thousand pound of a, of a seven thousand five hundred pound goal, so absolutely fantastic for them. Uh, we'll put all the links up on our social media, so you can go and visit that um, over the coming weeks and, and donate to, to a fantastic cause. Um, moving on, then, um, what should we do now, Kane? Uh, should we um, should we move on to to your new quiz for the week? Shall we? Should we do it? I'm not really sure I want to, but nah. Oh well, we'll do it anyway. <laughs> so uh, I, I did tell you it wasn't going to be this, but I've changed my mind. Um, oh no! Uh, I, I'm sure some people here watch Soccer Social where they do the, the Liars game. You know, you have, you have five categories, uh, and you have one person says how many they can name. The other person either picks a higher number or says lie. And if you get the same lie, the other person has thirty seconds to name as many as they've said. Um, we'll have five categories. Uh, and I'll, I'll say Nathan can go first since he's, he's never done one of these before. Oh, I'm excited. Well, I didn't get it. I didn't get to go first in a what low though, and now I'm going second again. It's not. It's, this is fixed to be honest. You know what, then? Okay, yeah, fine. Rob can go first. There no, no, go. it's all right, mate. It's all right. You can... Are you sure? Hey, listen, Kane, you can't start doing this. <laughs> right, yeah, don't yeah. worry, guys. I'll go first. <laughs> I'll let Rob go first. I'm happy. <laughs> okay, okay, right. Rob, you go first. Uh, the first category is uh, National League riders. For in the 2022 season. Okay. And I've got to tell you, I've got to say how I'll many like name. in 30 seconds, yeah. In 30 seconds? Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll, I'm going to go easy. I'm going to go simple here and just say five. Five? Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to give myself five on the basis that 
I'm horrendous with the National League. So. I'm going to go 10. Oh. One over three seconds? Yeah, easy. Interesting. Well, do you think he can go higher? Or is he climbing Oh, sorry, higher? I thought I thought... Oh, OK. Uh, no, no, you keep going until someone says lie. Oh, OK, OK. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to call him a liar, actually. OK, so there's a new 30 seconds to name 10... National League wise from the 2022 yeah. season. Your time starts now. Alfie Votel, Ben yep. Morley, yep. Ryan Kingsley, yep. Jason Edwards, Dan Thompson, Mickey Simpson, Joe Thompson, Luke Muff, Sam McGurk, Harry McGurk. Yeah, 14 seconds. That was <laughs> quite easy to be honest. Yeah. Although, you know, we're into the first one point in there, We'll do better. I'll do, I'll do better in a minute. I think that was. I, I don't know if you will. That, that was a pretty easy <laughs> one compared call, to this. You've, 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 you've call, call me. Call me off guard here. You've caught me off guard with the with the format and what's going on. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still sorry. contemplating what's going on. Yeah, we're on an even keel now. Rob knows now. He, not, he understands the rules. <laughs> okay, you I ready? Understand what's going on? Yeah, I'm ready, mate. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is former Glasgow Tigers. Jesus. Former. Yeah, oh, so from, well, we can say former and current. We'll change say former. change it a little bit to make it a little easier. Okay. Um, I, do I go first? Yeah, you go first this time. Well, I'll go with seven then. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Uh, I'll go eight. I'll go. I'll go nine. See how this is going already. <laughs> I'm going to bottle it. Oh my god! He's going to bottle it. Uh, I'll go ten. We've got thirty seconds. Is it? Thirty seconds. Yeah. And have you gone ten? Ten. Ten's not a lot, is it? It's not. No. I've got to delve, delve into the. Well, I'm going to have to push you. Yeah, go on. Then I'm going to let Rob go for it. Okay, Rob, you ready? Uh, yep. Okay, to name 10 former or current Glasgow Tigers, your time starts now. Uh, Shane Parker. Yep. Uh, Jack Jack Smith. Yep. Luke Chesel. Yep. Uh, Tom Brennan. Yep. Ori Costigard. Yep. Um, Craig Cook. Yep. Chris Harris. Yep. Um, Connor Bailey. Yep, that's eight. Um, Five seconds. Um, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, Three seconds. Oh, two. No. One. Yeah, oh. no, you shouldn't have said five seconds. You've you bottled then. that. He's pushed yeah. it. He's that pushed it. Poor. As, soon as, you said five, as soon as you said five seconds, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I'm in trouble now. I don't want to know how much time I've got left. I'm sorry. I'm not. Oh. I'm, I'm really not. No, no, it's 2 nil to Nathan, so we'll go to all five, but this could... I vote we bring back, we bring back the old quiz. I think we yeah. bring back, I bring back the old quiz. I was oh. good at that one. It's, it's quite hard I was. on the side of the desk, I tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you. That's what I was telling you a few weeks ago. Right, so the third one, uh, it's Rob to go first. Uh, Australian riders to race in UK. So it's, it's yeah. pretty easy. One, okay. Uh, I'm going to say eight. Eight. Um, I'm going to go, I'll go nine. I'll go ten. I'll go eleven. 
Um, I'll go 12. Go on then. I'll let you aim them 12. Yeah, you're right. Don't tell me. Don't tell me how many okay. seconds I got left. Right. I'll okay, just I shout at me when it's over. Because as soon as uh, five seconds, there's an alarm. Was all Don't worry. I'd lost. I I totally lost the plot. How many did I say? Twelve. 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 Okay. So thirty seconds to name twelve rides that have rode in the UK that are Australian. Okay. Okay. Your time starts yeah. now. Uh, Jack Holder. Yeah. Chris Holder. Jason yeah. Doyle. Lee Adams. Um. Nick Morris, Sam Masters, Ryan Douglas, uh, Craig Boyce, Jason Crump, Ryan Sullivan, Phil Crump, um, and my mom. That's and 11. Then, one more. Um, um, Josh Pickering. Yeah, well done. Oh, good one. Well done, Bob. It's 23 seconds. It wasn't bad, that. Yeah. Yeah, and he keeps the game alive. Was it 2-1? still in it. 2-1. So, the fourth one, with Nathan to go first is Speedway European Championship riders from the 2021 season. Jesus. European? European. I'm right, So there that. are 28 people, because it includes right. wild cards and reserves. What, last season's European Championship? Oh, God. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with five. Um... Uh, I'll go with six. Oh, I'm gonna let you name them. Okay, you ready? I was really hoping. I was really hoping <laughs> you were gonna say seven, and then I'm I was gonna let you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! To keep it, four right, Dad. <laughs> to keep it alive, you have to get this. Right. Okay. Was it, six. How many did I say? Six. Speedway European Championship speed riders from the 2021 season. Reserves count, okay. and one-off appearances count. Okay. So you've, there's 28 riders to choose from, and your time starts now. Bewley. Yep. Um, Balego. Yep. Berger. Nope. Um, oh, shit. That's, I'm, I'm in trouble there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll the European uh, champion, Rob. I'll get you clean. Uh, Mickelson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pedersen. No. Oh, shit. Um, oh, no, yeah. Sorry. Oh. Um, oh. Um... Um, bad news. I'm out of time, am I? You're out of time. Even with no, the dodgy personality that I said was wrong. I was, oh, I was absolutely dying there. I had four names written down on my list. You could have had Leon Madsen. Yeah, I had him. Patrick Dudek. Rob Lambert. Dan Bewley. Vaslav Milik. I said Thompson in it. I know, I'm just going through the, the list. Timo Lati. Oh, okay. Rene Halter. Oh, Christian Piercek. Piotr Pavlitsky. The more names you say, the worse I feel. So if you could. That's not, how I felt when you said Jason Darlop ten not, times. I did not watch any of the European Championships. I don't think last year. I, as soon as you said that, I was in oh, trouble. I was. That's <laughs> why I said like, well, I'm going to have to say a number because he's got four written down, or he has five <laughs> written down. I start. I'm going to have to say a number, and then hopefully he come back and say seven, and I'll say, right, you can name them. Then. So I don't want to name them. <laughs> Are we doing the last? One? Doing the other... Yeah, we'll do it for pride. The other two characters. On. I reckon we'll do it for pride, just so that I yeah. know this is going to be... Awesome. So this is the, the fifth and final one. So, from 1995 up until 2016, there's been the Premier League Riders' Championship, now the Championship Riders' Championship, but we're going to stick to the, the Premier League. How many Premier League Riders' Champions can you name? Christ. 
love this. Is it my is it my go as well? It's your go. Okay. Uh, I'll have to push you. Um, I'm going to say. Way. I'm going to say three. Three. Because I, I, I may struggle here. I'm okay. going to go four. And I'm going to ask you to name them on the full basis that. Yeah, because okay. I'm I'm struggling to be honest. With you, I've got one name written down. I said three as a as a hopeful. Okay. So to name four Premier League wise champions in thirty seconds, your time starts <laughs> now. Uh, Tony Rickardson. No. No, that's a good start. Jason Crump. No. Another good start. Nicky Pedersen. No. Jason Doyle. This is the Premier League. No, don't tell him. <laughs> Premier League. He's got the wrong league, isn't he? He's got the yeah. wrong league, isn't he? Oh, You've got ten no. seconds to name four. Come I'm on. I'm listening to the question properly, aren't I? Um, Shane Parker. Yeah. Um, Craig Cook. Yeah. Um, Time's up. Paul Stone here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no way! Oh. Because as soon as he started, as soon as, he said, as soon as he said Tony Ricardo, I was like, he's got the wrong league. I was like, I was like, can't Oh, by the way, Shane Parker was wrong. I panicked. Oh, I thought he'd won it with Glasgow. No, Glasgow. Well, I, 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 I had James Ryan. Well. I just couldn't believe it when he said Tony Ricardo. I was like, maybe he's just a bit silly. I didn't. And then he, he kept going. I was like, like oh shit. I heard Premier League and I was blinking. Oh well, well, but that was lies. Mickey out of you anymore? Yeah, that was lies. It it didn't go very well, but <laughs> three right. two to Nathan. Yeah, three two to Nathan. So we'll just say in the grand scheme of things, it's now three two. It, it was close. Yeah, we that. had fun. <laughs> Um, so, what have we got left? We will finish off now with the, the fixtures coming up this week uh, and what will be our meeting of the week, which we'll get to in a minute. So, um, we've, we've spoken briefly about Monday's fixtures on the on the show last week. So, Bellevue have a midday meeting against Peterborough in the start of the Premiership and Wolverhampton uh, ride Kings Lynn, also in the Premiership. Um, Tuesday night sees Plymouth against Poole in a in a juicy looking championship fixture, and then we move on to Wednesday, um, National Development League Oxford uh, against Berwick. Um, still waiting to hear about Luke Colleen actually making his Oxford debut. I know he, he wasn't riding today in the second half over Hampton. So yeah, I'm not sure if he needs his British passport for that or not. Um, well, no, yeah, sorry, was he I would assume so. Him, yeah, he was Zara, yeah. Yeah, so um, still waiting to hear on that one. Hopefully, he'll be he'll be up and racing again soon. Um, and then also on Wednesday, we see um, Birmingham at home to Scunthorpe, um, which could see Birmingham pick up some points in that one based on on Scunthorpe's away form. Um, but um, Kane, how do you see that one going with Birmingham at home to Scunthorpe? I, I, well, hopefully it, it starts and finishes for a start because it's not been. Yeah. Terrific uh, look for Birmingham at home. I have, I have heard today that um, Bellevue, uh, sorry, Birmingham have got two ambulances on site for their meeting this week. That's an excellent start. Um, yeah, no, but I think it would just come down to what happens with Artie's injury, um, whether they get a replacement or a guest, and how they cover a rider replacement, because I know they did struggle with that away at Scunthorpe, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, on the home track, it's, uh, it makes it a little more easier. You know, the chains goes well around there. Ashley Morris has been there a while. And 
yeah, I, I think it'll be a, a good meeting. Um, I might tip Birmingham just to take the, lead, the win, maybe 48-42, something like that. A lot comes down to like Lexa Pearson and Vissin, how they take the yeah. track in the first full meeting, I think it is, at home. Um, I believe James, James Pearson's representing uh, Australia in the under-21s as well um, this season. So uh, good luck to James in, the, yeah. in his quest to make the world under-21s. Um, and then moving on to Thursday, we've got a full set of um, premiership fixtures. Uh, so Ipswich ride at home to Bellevue. Uh, obviously, we've, we've got Bellevue against Peterborough, a return of Matty Zagar on Monday, and then he goes to Ipswich on Thursday with Bellevue as well. Uh, Sheffield against Peterborough, and then Kings Lynn ride at home to Wolverhampton. Um, be interesting to see. Still no news on um, a replacement for Neil's Christian Everson. He is riding tomorrow at Wolverhampton. Um, be interesting to see if he is there on Thursday as well, but still no news regarding any form of replacement. Um, so how do you see them three fixtures going, Rob, on Thursday? Uh, yeah, I think I would. I think you're looking at um, probably a trio of home wins. Um, although, although maybe the, the Ipswich Bellevue one going to be, I, I would suggest probably being the closest one. Um, with Zagar back in the team, with Zagar back at Bellevue, that could be uh, a lot tighter if Ipswich don't improve pretty quickly. Um, so it's yeah, I, I'm going to go for a trio of home wins. I think Ipswich are going to get it right this week. Um, in terms of Sheffield Peterborough, I think. Again, Sheffield on, on, on paper looks still at the strongest team, um, and I think at home they'll they'll do the business against Peterborough. I do think that um, with the third of the Thursday fixtures with Kingsley Wolves, I think that it'll be another another reasonably tight meeting. Um, I think Wolves will win on Monday at home, but I think Kingsley will do them at home on Thursday. So I'm going to go for a trio of home wins then. And then moving on to Fridays, uh, we see Glasgow at home to uh, Plymouth in the Championship. Um, be interesting to see who Plymouth get in place of. Obviously, we've still got the injuries to Eddie Kennett um, and uh, Dan Jilks as well now. So, um, be interesting to see who they bring into the side to make that more competitive at Glasgow. Um, also on Friday is Armadale at home to Oxford in the National Development League. And also, what we have decided is our meeting of the week this week uh, will be... Bellevue Colts at home to the Leicester Lion Cubs on Friday. So, let's come to you first. Who wants to come first? Let's come to you first, Kane, shall we? Um, Go on, then. You, in, in, in a meeting that we we've probably tipped, both, all of us have tipped Bellevue and Leicester quite highly, um, certainly within the top three. But how do you see this one going on Friday? I think it's, first of all, should I say it, I think it'd be a really good meeting to watch. Obviously, it's the first time we'll see Leicester on track this season in the National League. And uh, the Bellevue Colts, uh, it's only their second meeting at home as well. And I, I'm pretty sure there is some possible weather issues with uh, the Plymouth match. So we'll see what happens there. I, I'm not 100% sure on the thing, but if, if that is true, then you know that, that might play into the favour of Colts once again. And, you know, because I wouldn't say there's a major home track advantage at the NSS, but obviously... The home riders know the setup to begin with, so it's not like it is the same for everybody. Um, I think both teams could easily put up a good fight there. Obviously, it's the, the debut of Max Perry, which is easy, one of the, the riders to look out for, I think, this year. But no, I think Bellevue Colts, they started the season really well, apart from the, the slight hiccup at Plymouth away. Um, so I'm going to go for a Bellevue Colts win 
will say 49-41. Mm, interesting. Rob, we'll come to you next. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, in terms of in in terms of looking at the uh, in looking at the teams, I, I, I definitely think I'd go with Kane and put and put Bellevue to be to be favourites for this one. Um, as as you said before, we've we've all tipped both teams to do pretty well this season, but um, at home, I, I think I think Bellevue are, are likely to be more the, the stronger team. So um, I'm probably going to go. I'll, I'll go with a home win, and I'm going to say fifty-one thirty-nine. Interesting. Okay, um, down to me now. Um, again, I'm going to complete the trio of home victories on this one. I know I predicted uh, Leicester to win the league, but I think uh, if they're going to come up against somewhere, uh, someone that they're going to struggle against, it probably will be Bellevue. And I'd say Leicester's lack of, although some of the riders like the two Thompsons have been heavily in action, um, a lot of the riders are still yet to um, have a competitive meet. And I know there was some practicing going on at Leicester yesterday for the Cubs, so they will have got some track time, but not in a meeting of this magnitude against such a good team as, as Bellevue. I think they absolutely smashed Plymouth at home. Uh, only Dan Jilks really kept that score predictable. And I just sense that with the two McGurks, Parkinson, Blackburn, Ablett, uh, Hodder, um, Freeman and, and Smith, they've got enough to see off probably what is a, a good... A very good top four, I would say, and, and and three handy riders even at the lower end. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go smack bang in the middle of you two, and I'm gonna go with fifty forty for this one. Um, I can see the Thompsons doing a lot of the damage to Leicester, and I suppose it'll, a lot will depend on on people like Tom Spencer and Mickey Simpson down there, uh, and especially the reserves as well to see if they can pick up some points. But fifty forty for me. Um, so we'll see how that goes on Friday evening. Where are we going now? Um, have we done, we've done all those. So then on to Saturday, um, we've got um, another championship fa- fixture with Leicester at home to Oxford. Um, they seem to be riding a lot at home at the moment, Leicester. I swear they ride at home and never ride at once. <laughs> at least um, one of them play, it doesn't seem to go very well. So, <laughs> And then we've got um, uh, Berwick at home to Bellevue in the National Development League as well. Um, and then on Sunday, we've got a sole fixture. Um, we've got Newcastle at home to Glasgow. Um, and Newcastle will certainly be looking to build on um, on um, the result from this afternoon. Uh, and Glasgow, again, will be a, a tough tough nut to crack cane uh, over at Newcastle. Yeah, um, I'm sure they'll be going for the win. Obviously, Brendan was there a week ago now. So just over a week when this is released, I would say. Um and then obviously the people like Craig Cook, he, he always seems to go well anywhere. But I think Newcastle is. I think he says he's one of his favourite tracks in the league. And um, I'm sure they picked up a win last season as well. When I would say the team was arguably stronger than what it is this year. So yeah, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if you see another Glasgow win. But obviously Newcastle, they've got the first win in their bag now, and um, I'm sure they'll be able to pick a two out of two. Um, and then that concludes Sundays, and um, we'll be. Um... We'll just look at Monday's fixtures as well, uh, which sees Peterborough at home to Bellevue and Wolverhampton at home to Ipswich um, in some other premiership fixtures. And then on the Tuesday, uh, when our next recording will be out, Plymouth um, ride at home to Oxford in the championship. And that that pretty much concludes the fixtures um, for the coming week. So a lot to look forward to. um, I think we're all out and about this week. Uh, Rob, you're you're off to Wolverhampton tomorrow night, which will be Monday night, um, to watch Wolverhampton against Kings Lynn. Unfortunately, I can't now make that fixture. So Rob's flying solo on that one. Um, 
I'll be at the return fixture between Kingsland and Wolverhampton on Thursday. Kane, have you got anything lined up this week? As it stands, no. But when I went to three the week before, I was also not planning to go to any. So who knows? Who knows what might happen? But uh, plenty to look forward to again. And um, uh, just before we finish off tonight's show, then um, uh, Rob, you're, you're off to Tenerife next week, I believe. So yeah, um, Tuesday. Yeah, I fly out Tuesday, uh, Tuesday afternoon. So. So we uh, next week um, we have something a little bit different on the show. Um, myself and Kane will be here talking over some of the other other news from the week. And, and whilst Rob's away, we've got uh, Ben Duffield and Martin Hunter from the British Speedway Network coming on the show. Um, they're going to be talking about how the, the network's going at the moment, um, giving us the chance to ask some questions and, and, and get their viewpoints. Um, so something a bit exciting came and something to look forward to yeah it's one of the new things this year and for the most part it seems to be going down quite well i'm sure and there's always going to be people that you know that they like to complain don't they anywhere in england so yeah but no it, it's great to see and it'd be great to see what they have to say about it as well yeah and rob um have a lovely time on holiday try not to us yeah, too I'll, much I'll... I, I, I'm sure that won't be a problem. Okay. To be oh, okay. And, uh, Rob, Rob will be back with us on the show the following week um, uh, when we'll be bringing you much more action. And so as we finally do our drive, uh, drive, our draw for our competition this afternoon, it's, it's been brilliant. And um, even even this morning, um, Alan Atherton, who who we both know through various formats of different virtual speedway games, has, has donated an extra ten pound to the draw. Um, so we've actually got £110, uh, sorry, £210 in the pot today, uh, which £110 will, will be going to the Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund. Uh, £50 will go to the winner and £50 to the podcast. So in front of me, I have a bowl. Here is my bowl, professionally done. With There's a chip in the bowl. Hey? There's a chip in the bowl. Yeah, I know. I had some cocoa pops in it this morning, I should think. Cool. But anyway, I am going to... I am. Now, sorting through the names. So, when you are ready, Kane, I'm going to make my draw. I am ready. Our winner. So, they're all going round, all going round. And I am drawing now. And the winner is... It's Armadale. And the winner is Scott Girdwood. So, well done to Scott. £50 will be ringing its way to you. Um, and just a big thank you to everyone that joined in the competition but, uh, for this week. Thank you to Rob and Kane for joining me on the show. And we look forward to talking to you all again next week. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yep. Cheers, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.